All right, we're on the prowl with Professor Hot Sauce. I'm your host, Professor Hot Sauce. That is one of the greatest sounds in the world. Sound of a beer opening. I want to thank my sponsor, Churchill Beer. You're a great buddy of mine. Fucking love that you get me drunk on the pod. See, might be a little buzzed right now. I'm actually out of Churchill. So if you want to uh, come on the podcast, open invite. To my buddy G-Dub, thanks for these awesome spinning chairs. They are unbelievable. They are way better than the chairs that I was using previously. So what are we going to talk about tonight? I'm flying solo. I was told once upon a time that do not waste your guests' amazing talent. So if you're going to tell these vulgar sex stories, get the fuck off the show. Don't bring a guest. Do it yourself. Why are you bringing on somebody to sit there and listen to a story about your crazy sex life? So, this is what I'm doing tonight. We are telling some stories. We're breaking the vault open. We're talking about the crazy 2019 that's already happened with Professor Hot Sauce. Let's go. I want to take you back in time to New Year's. January one. 2019 actually as you know you don't actually celebrate new year's on the first you celebrate it on the 31st so my friends and i we decided that uh, we're going to get a vip pass to our favorite club and initially there's three of us i had just come off a ski trip plus christmas was in the occasion plus i had just visited my brother, my sister-in-law, and their brand new three-week-year-old baby. First time being an uncle. I was super pumped. So because of that, I had been partying for about 10 days straight from about, uh, I don't know, the 20th of December right through New Year's. Now I'm driving back from the mountains and I get a text message. Now my buddy, he says, hey, hot sauce. You were really drunk. You were dancing in some ski goggles and a speedo. You were sending us some videos of you with some ladies. Are you coming out to this VIP party because you said you were and we bought you tickets? So now I felt like, well, that doesn't sound like something I would agree to. But given the fact that I had been hammered the night before, I said, all right, I'll be in there. Now on the way back from our eight-hour drive, all I was thinking to myself is, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I just went on a 10-day bender where I just got completely fucked up. And now I'm going to party like it's 2019? I don't think so. But somehow, some way, I found the energy. Now, we go to this bar. We're regulars at this bar. We get some uh, bottles of champagne. We get some, like, Small VIP party favors and all that kind of shit. Having a good time. Now, a buddy of mine, he's been on the podcast. He has lost a lot of weight. And back in 2015, he was married. He had zero game. Why? Well, he was in a 10-year marriage. There was no reason for him to have any game. And when he got a divorce, him and I went to an outdoor festival and he said, yo, hot sauce, you got to teach me how to talk to women. I said, fuck, man, it's easy. This is how you do it. And I literally walked up to a group of five women and I said, hey, how's it going? And I said, was that really that hard? And he said, oh, my God, you're fucking, you're like a, you're like a master. And I said, I'm a goddamn professor. I teach lessons. You better listen the fuck up because it's not actually as hard as you think. Now, back then in 2015, I was in fairly good shape. 
He was not. Fast forward four years. Situations and roles kind of reversed. So he's at the bar. He is now all about picking up the ladies. And I must give a shout out to my buddy. He's pretty good at it. From what I, what I hear from the ladies, he's a pretty good looking guy. So this really attractive, I think, Aussie girl comes to the bar and just mauls his face. Just starts making out with him. And we're all like, what the fuck? And he comes up to me, says, hey, I want to get some girls for the boys. There's about three friends that are with her. So whatever, he brings over these uh, these women. And then about five minutes later, three random dudes show up. And they're making out with these girls. So essentially what he did is he he took our VIP table and he basically handed it off to all these couples. Now this girl, I don't think was in a relationship who was making out with him. I hope she wasn't. So we decide, okay, let's kick these fuckers out because, A, they're not talking to us. I'm pretty sure they're just trying to use us to get the VIP access, the free drinks, and all that other kind of shit. So we kind of are like, all right, you know what? We invited you over here because we thought you were cool and we wanted to chat, but you're not even chatting with us. So if you're not going to do that, you can just fuck off. So these girls fuck off. And my one buddy says, hey, why did you tell those girls to fuck off? And my buddy, let's call him super sexy, he was the one that was mauling the girl's face. And he says to my buddy, he says, listen, I was trying to help you get laid. You can have her if you want. And he was kind of all like, eh, whatever. She was more into you. And I get that. If a girl comes up to you or it comes up to a group of you guys and she starts making out with one guy and then... You're kind of the leftover pickings. It's not cool. Like it's never cool to be second choice. So eventually New Year's happens. We have a great time. We drink all the champagne in the world. We have all these fucking uh, noisemakers and all that kind of shit. And then my buddy Super Sexy starts getting text messages. So him and I have had a podcast in the past about a woman who want to fuck both of us in a hot tub so he says to me he says yo hot sauce this girl's over at this bar why don't we uh why don't we bounce over there so i'm like all right whatever so we head over there and there's a group of people and let's call the girl darcy so darcy's there and we start chatting with her and all of a sudden we decide let's relocate once again to a final destination where the drinks are insanely cheap nine dollar triples which in this day and age is nuts. And we decide to just pound it back. Now, by this time, the crowd had dispersed to him, myself, and Darcy. Now, again, Super Sexy suggests, he says, hey, why don't we go back to my place? I have some drinks there. We can fuck all three of us in my bedroom. But the problem is I have to go get my daughter at 7 in the morning. Now, by this time, it's already 4 a.m. So... New Year's Eve, they give a little bit of leeway on how late the bars stay open. So he decides, you know what? Fuck, I got to be up in three hours. I'm drunk as fuck. I got to go pick up my daughter. I got to be a good dad. So he goes home. And her and I are just standing there being, all right, whatever. And she is horned up. She was like, man, he's done this again. He's talking about my dream scenario of getting spit roasted by two guys and then he just fucks off and i'm like yo still here 
So she's like, yeah, you know what? You weren't bad. Uh, you weren't bad the last time. So she comes over here. Now at this point, I tell her, I say, hey, I have a podcast studio. We should do a podcast together and we should talk about all the times you and I have encountered each other. And she was all game for it. So we come in. Now I'm drunk as fuck. She's, I don't know how drunk she is. She's a lot less drunk than I am. But we come in here. I come to set up all my podcast gear. And while we're doing this, we're, you know, we're kind of all hands on and all that kind of shit. And then at this point, I'm like, fuck it. I don't want to waste five minutes plus 30 to 30 minutes to an hour discussing sex when I'm horny as fuck trying to get laid with a girl who I've already been with where we, you know, we have already sex. So at this point I had come back from this mountain trip and, you know, I was kind of, I was ready to go because we had been, like I said, a week in the mountains, the rest of the group was all coupled up. And there was a lot of sexual frustration coming from my end. So we didn't even do a podcast. We just fucked on my couch while we were here. Now, that was a great time. And on the first, my buddy in our boys chat, he says, hey, Professor Hot Sauce, I got a bet for you. He says, I'm going to give you an over under of 21 and a half days before you get laid in 2019. And I just laughed at him. He said, what? That's a pretty good line. I take any kind of odds on that. And I I was a nice guy. I said, hey, man, I'm not going to hold you to a bet that you've already lost. And he says, what? There's no fucking way you've already had sex in 2019. I said, I just dropped a girl off five minutes ago. It was 2 a.m. January 1, 2019. And we were at my place. So if you want to take that bet, I'm still going to take that bet. But I suggest and I highly recommend that you reconsider. And he says, how is that even possible? If you're going to do that, you got to be doing some swamp donkeys. And I said, hey, listen, just because somebody wants to have sex does not make them unattractive. So he says, all right, I need some proof of this. So whatever. We never even had a bet. I said, listen, why would you take a bet that you have zero control over. I could fuck you over. A, I've already won the bet. B, I could just totally fuck you over and just lie and say I've done it the day before and send you a picture of some random girl that I say, hey, take a picture with me for $5 or whatever. So that was day one of 2019. Now, I recorded a podcast a little while ago. This was in 2019. It was in January. My buddy G-Dub was on. Thank you for the spinning chairs, by the way. And I posed a hypothetical to him. I said, listen, I'm going to retire. I'm no longer interested in hooking up with random women. Now, a lot of people who are close to me said, you're so full of shit. There is no way that you are going to stop hooking up with random women. That's just who you are. There's no way that you're going to do it. And I said, you know what? I can do this. I don't want, I don't want that. I don't want to wake up the next morning and have any thought of a regret about what I had done the night before. So I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm never going to hook up again because clearly I want to do that, but I'm not going to do it with the random girl 
at 2 a.m. Now, this girl who I had hooked up was definitely not a random, but the fact that everything kind of started at 2 a.m. in the morning, I was like, you know what? I'm fucking done with that. I don't want the awkwardness. I'm way too old at this point in my life to be worried about how I feel the next day. I don't, I don't want to be like that. You know, I've, I've been around the block a few times. I don't need it. I don't need it. But then some very interesting things started happening. So I made this conscious effort to say, all right, when I go with my buddies to the bar, I'm not going to hit on random women. I'm not going to flirt with them. I'm going to give my attention to my buddies. And if there's females there, whatever. So then what started to happen is these women that I know and who I'm close with We've had some interesting scenarios. So I'm going to talk about some stories that have happened to me. And keep in mind, I've known all of these women for at least six months minimum. So I'm going to go through them individually and I'm going to tell you how long I've known them. I'm going to tell you about the fucked up scenarios. So first girl after I made this promise to myself, we're at a friend's wedding and we're having a great time. These guys have had three weddings. Love you guys. I know... Your listeners of the podcast wish you guys had five. Three was enough. But we had, they had a reception at one of the bars in the city. And this girl who I've known for probably about 12 years, her and I started chatting. And we started talking about how a couple of my buddies used to have a big thing for her. And her comment to me was, what you never had a thing for me you all you're you're sitting here you're talking to me you're telling me about all your buddies who had a thing for me all of them are married you're sitting there and you're just kind of backhanded complimenting me and i said no 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 that's not what i meant i'm 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 sorry if that's how it came off i'm just interested in the background of how you and i know each other so her and i stand at the uh, at the bar we do about 17 shots each we're both big fans of Jack Daniels. So we did quite a few shots. And then all of a sudden, she says to me, she looks over. Now, keep in mind, there's about four couples around us. We're at a wedding. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of love and sensuality at this moment. And she looks at me and she says, you want to make out? And I look at her. And I notice she has a tongue ring. And I'm like, fuck, that tongue ring is sexy as fuck. I would definitely want to make out just for that reason alone. And I said, are we just going to do it here? Because I'm not a huge fan of PDA. I've never been a huge fan of PDA. And she says, I'm not either. So she grabs my hand. We go behind this curtained off area. So this is a pretty big bar in the city in which we live. But this wedding maybe was... I don't know, let's say 200 people. On a normal night, I would say the capacity of this bar is somewhere around 1,000. I don't know. Anyway, we go behind this bar and we start making out. And it's good. If you've ever made out with a girl with a tongue ring, you know what's up. And we go for like 20 minutes. She's a very good kisser. And then all of a sudden she throws me into a wall. And I'm like, okay. This is interesting. And I start grabbing her ass and she's like, whoa, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm grabbing your ass. I hope you're okay with it. And she's like, all right, I love it when guys grab my ass. 
that's my one of my favorite features but you gotta be careful because you might get me too revved up so i mean when a girl says that to me what i do is i take my hand off her ass i slide on the skin and i'm like oh okay well just so you know you have an amazing ass and she does and she was telling me about all the hot yoga she does and all the results and i'm like girl fuck you don't have to tell me you do hot yoga i can tell what the results are like so there's pool tables back here she starts like grabbing me we start rolling around on a pool table and all of a sudden she grabs my hand she says follow me and then we go into the women's washroom and we go into a stall she takes off my pants i take off her pants and we start fucking in this bathroom stall now this is a first for me i have never fucked somebody at a bar in a bathroom stall let alone the ladies now if you've ever done this sometimes the logistics could be tough so i'm kind of hovering over the the toilet she's got her hands on the door and she's got her leg over her shoulder and i'm kind of i you know i'm kind of going in that way now at this point in time things weren't working well i needed more lube she was way tighter than i thought and things just weren't happening at this point now of course we're in the bathroom so guess what happens people start coming in now at this point we try and be discreet but i mean they can see four fucking well three three feet on the bathroom stall floor and people start making some comments and we're like all right so they leave she grabs me she takes me downstairs to the basement we go into this old spare room where they keep the alcohol and then i'm like all right i'm gonna lay down on my back and we're gonna do it this way so i'm wearing a white suit that's kind of what i do at weddings and my jacket's just getting fucking filthy and she's riding me on top now this is all fun and good but then one of the staff members rolls down with a trolley and three cases of beer and comes into the room that we're fucking in now the girl i'm fucking she's completely naked just so happens she also works at this bar so this guy walks in on his co-worker with me fucking her none of us really well he cared the look on his eyes was hilarious but he kind of backs out like if you've ever seen that simpsons episode where homer backs quietly into the bushes and disappears that's exactly what this guy looked like so me and her were fucking he leaves he gets the fuck out of dodge we don't stop we're we're past the point of shame we've already fucked in the bathroom we're in the middle of the floor downstairs at a bar and then one of her friends comes in and then she walks by and she's like oh my god i'm not looking not looking she runs by she runs back we finish up we go back to the wedding she starts talking with a friend that kind of walked in and her friend says wow I had to resist everything I had to not jump in. And at this point, I'm like, fuck, you've got a boyfriend for like five years. I think that's kind of fucked up. And I call her out on this and she says, it has nothing to do with you. And I'm like, oh shit. She, she wanted to hook up with the girl that I was fucking. Now, here's a question I have for the listeners. If you have somebody... If you're it, for the guys, all right. So if you got a girlfriend, 
she walks in on two people fucking and then she joins in but she says i never touched a guy i've only only played around with the girl to me that's cheating i'm sorry but that's cheating to me now i want i want to know what your thoughts are but to me unless you've communicated that with your partner i know a lot of guys find that super hot not for me i always want to be the the center of attention so that happened as soon as we get up fucking wedding's over we missed the entire fucking wedding so i want to say to my buddy who's probably listening to this i'm sorry man i i'm really sorry i'm kind of pissed that we missed your wedding but like i had a good time with what i was doing and you had you had uh you had two other weddings that i was a part of so i appreciate that so that was story number one of 2019 and i'm just looking at the time i've already been talking for 20 minutes so this might be like a four hour long podcast i apologize so then a little while later i am a huge sports fan this is something you need to know about me and i get a little bit uh let's say crazy at games i like to dress up i like to be kind of like the center of attention if there's a dance cam you bet your ass i'm on there i like to wear a speedo to to games Sometimes maybe throw on a little bit of a watermelon bra, whatever. Kids love it. So we go to this game. Now, the thing you need to know about the arena that this sports team plays in, I'm pretty sure they lace the beer with cocaine and heroin because as soon as you drink it, you know, you get right fucked up. I can I can drink like 12 beers on an average night. I'll be drunk. But I have one beer at this arena and it's like the equivalent of 12 normal beers. It's, it's fucking crazy. So we go to the sporting event and a friend of mine, he's a regular contributor to the podcast. He has this video that he fucking loves where he shows people the amount of Ryan Cokes that the group of four of us had. We had 16 Ryan Cokes at the home opener of, of the season. He just loves showing this video. So we get, we get kind of stupid at these games. And there's, of course, a lot of women that go to these games. Now, at this point, there's this girl who also has season tickets. She used to kind of see a friend of mine. Now, this is interesting because I always thought she was super cool. I always thought she was a lot of fun. But he was always like, ah, fuck, she's kind of whatever. Not really into her. She's just a huge cock tease. She does all this flirting, but she never, ever does anything. But she'll talk about it. And I'm like, okay. But I can't verify that. So I kind of don't really believe him. Now, in the season, we went to a game. We have four season tickets. We tend to try and bring women with us whenever we can. So I had invited a girl to come to this game. And she got the most drunk I've ever seen her in my entire life. And she can, she can fucking drink. And she just got like borderline out of control. So we all kind of decided we're going to go out after, but you know, we strongly suggested to her that she call it a night. So she went home. Now at this point, I'm getting these text messages from this other girl who has these season tickets, who used to be with my buddy. And she says, come to this bar, let's go dancing just so happens it's the same bar that i fucked this girl in the bathroom stall at my buddy's wedding now i'm like all right whatever 
So we go to this bar and this girl who I hooked up with at my buddy's wedding just happens to be working there. I'm like, all right, well, you know, this might get a little awkward, but whatever. So as soon as we walk in, she comes over and she puts her arms around me. She's like, let's go dancing. Now there's some backstory here. So her and I had been very heavily flirting through Snapchat. So it got to the point where we started exchanging nude photos through Snapchat. And she would always say, you know what? Like, well, let me rewind this. I would say to her, I said, this is great. Don't get me wrong. Fucking love seeing a girl I find attractive sending me naked photos. But at some point, there's got to be a payoff. And I said to her, I said, all this flirting is great and all the amount of talking and exchanging pictures. But if we're not actually going to act on this, I'm going to become frustrated. And she says, oh, I get it. She's like, it's like, it's like getting a hand job and you just never get that blow job. And I'm like, okay, now you're talking, now you're talking my language. And she says, next time you see me, you can grab my ass and tits as much as you want. So this was the next time that I had seen her in, in person. So she says, all right, let's go to the dance floor. So we go to the dance floor. What do you think the first thing I do is? Of course, I grab her ass. And then she kind of looks at me. She kind of gives me a wry smile and we start making out. Now, a third girl enters the picture. This girl I had hooked up with way back in 2018. And she starts walking over. She sees us. And then she immediately stops and walks away. And I had just managed to catch the end of this. So I say to the girl I just made out with, I'm like, you might have to save me tonight because there's a girl who I hooked up with that's eyeing us on the dance floor right now. And so she scans the room and she says, oh, that girl over there. And I said, yeah. And she's like, she's hot. Why, why would you care about that? And I'm like, well, first of all, she's like 13 years younger than I am. So she's in her early 20s. I'm in my mid-30s. We had hooked up. And this is something I'll say about, you know, the 23 to 25-year-old women. And if you're a 23 to 25-year-old woman, I hope you don't take offense to this, but this is just the truth. You're the hottest thing for guys. That is probably the ideal age that if a guy was to say, who is the best looking girl? There's a good chance they point out a 23 year old. Like if they say that girl's fucking hot, she's probably 23. But guess what? You're fucking terrible in bed. And that's just a life experience thing. So what I now have come to the realization is that the 35, 40 year olds are way hotter, way hotter than the 20 to 25 year olds. And the reason is because they give zero fucks in bed. They have no shame. They're willing to experiment. And they're all about honesty and bluntness. They've been around the block. They know what they want. They know what you want. And 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 they're good. So way back when, in 2018, I hooked up with this 21-year-old at the time. And she was just fucking not good. Not good in bed. And so she sees me and... and the girl I had been making out was like, why don't you go talk to her? I said, no, 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 no. You and I have to pretend like we're boyfriend, girlfriend right now. So we kind of stick around and I say, don't lose sight of me. 
So I go back to talk to my friends. They end up leaving. They're not having really a great time. I go get a drink. I get a drink from the girl I fucked in the, in the bathroom stall. Now at this point, both of the other girls start to see me. And they're both coming from other sides of the bar. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my fucking God, this is a nightmare. I'm in the Bermuda Triangle of love. And this, this could only end poorly. So I grab a drink. The girl I had been making out with on the dance floor, she comes, puts her arms around me. Again, the young girl starts walking away. So the girl I had been on the dance floor with, we go back and we start dancing. And all of a sudden, other guys start showing interest in her. She kind of disappears. She goes and gets a drink. All of a sudden, she's sitting in the back by the pool tables. And she's, she's got this guy sitting next to her with his hand in the middle of her lap. And I'm like, what the fuck? is this now that's the one thing that really kind of bothers me is when i'm not the main catch if i'm second choice i'm like i'm kind of like whatever you're lost so i sit down with her and i start chatting with her and then the young girl comes by she takes a look and again she tries to like pink panther slide away and the girl i've been making out she yells out at her and she says hey come sit down let's chat and we have this super awkward four-way conversation about how we all know each other. No one tells the truth. No one says what's up. And I'm just like, this is fucked. Now, at this point, we're getting towards the end of the night. We start to leave. Uh, the girl I'd been making out, she kind of goes with this guy. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. And I said, make sure you get home safe. And she's like, yeah, you too. Don't go fuck that young girl. And I said, I won't. As soon as she said that, this girl comes up to me. Her parents were there. Her parents are like five years older than me. So if there's one thing that turns me off more than a girl that's no good in bed is when I legitimately may have partied with her parents. It's like, this is fucked. Like her parents are mid forties. I'm in my mid thirties. It's probably a closer age gap to me and her parents than it is to me and her. And she's dancing with her parents and she's introducing me to them. And she says, hey, you can't come to my place tonight because my parents are sleeping over. I said, yeah, not a problem. And then she kind of looks at me and she says, or you can make a move on me and see what happens. And I said, listen, I am done with these types of games. If you want to come fuck at my place, just come over. Let's cut the bullshit. If that's what, if that's what this is, let's go do it. I'm all for that. But she then starts fucking crying. I'm like, oh, fuck. She goes, I leave. I go home alone. And at that point, I start texting the girl that I fucked in the bathroom who was working there. And I just kind of innocent conversation being like, hey, what's up? What time do you usually get done on a night like this when it's super busy? And she's like, oh, I'll be done about 3.30, 4 o'clock type of thing. She lives about two blocks away from me. I come home to a roommate who's having a house party. And we're having a great time playing some games. And I said to the bartender, I said, hey, message me when you're home. And she does. And I said, okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure you're, you're safe. And she says, you know what? If you wanted to come over and cuddle with me, I'd be totally cool with that. And I'm like, this is fucked. This is literally fucked. These are... Three girls in the same night that I felt like at one point maybe I would hook up with. And I said to her, I said, you know what? If I do that, 
the chances are I'll get pretty handsy and I'll want to fuck you. So I just want to preface this. I say I'm okay with coming over, but I hope you know what, you, what you're signing up for. Like I'm, I'm going to be the type of guy that since we've, we've done it before, I'm going to want to do it again. So she's like, yeah, I know how to handle myself. You're okay. So I go over there, go to the bedroom, whatever, PJs, no one's naked. I put my hand on her ass and she's like, what's this? And I said, hey, I thought you liked this. I thought you were proud of your ass and I want to admire it. If this is all we do, we're okay. She's like, all right, I'll let that slide. Then, of course, as things progress, I start rubbing my hand up her side and stuff like that. And she says, well... You did say you're going to warn me about this. And then all of a sudden she stops. She takes off her shirt. She takes off her pants. She's like, we got about 15 minutes until my son comes home. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? All right, let's go. So we start fucking. And yeah, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. And then all of a sudden I hear the door open. And her son walks in. That's the most awkward thing in the fucking world. When, when some... But he walks in and you know it's their son. So we had to stop, go home the next day. And the only thing I think of when I wake up at about 11 a.m. is like, what the fuck was that? I got three girls and I legitimately may have gone home with all three of them at, at one point. And I just think to myself, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? None of these girls are randoms. So when I made that podcast about should I retire, the whole point was like, I don't want to feel bad for me, but now I'm potentially alienating some people that I, that I care about. So I'm actually fucking up, you know, potentially my social life too, where I'm bringing these girls home and they might just wake up the next morning and be like, Hey, you know, what are you doing today? Blah, blah, blah. And they might be like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? And I'll be like, Oh, they're this girl. And one of the things I, I'm, I'm, I take a lot of pride in is the fact that I don't bullshit people. I'm very honest and I'm very open. So the thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to lie. And I mean, I have a podcast. Some of these people are probably listening to this right now and they're probably like, what the fuck? But I'm not going to lie to them about what I've done. So these people are, and rightfully so, they're probably mad because they're like, how can you make out with me and then go home with another girl and probably think that's super disrespectful? Now I get that. I really do. But at the same time, I'm a very sexual individual and I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm probably not going to necessarily change that fact. Now, if someone were to come up to me and say, Hey, hot sauce, if you and I are going to hook up, I don't want to just be some throwaway person one night stand that I don't do and if they said if, if as long as you and I are, are hooking up I don't want you with any other woman I respect that I would never go against somebody's wishes but at the same time all three of these people I'm quite confident have been with with other men so we haven't really talked about this and I feel like this is where things can maybe blow up a little bit for me but it's like, all right, that's fair. I don't, I don't want you to uh, 
to feel like you're disrespected in, in any way. So I'll have that, that conversation. We haven't done it. I'm probably going to get so many text messages after this airs, but whatever, that's just how it is. So those are a couple of stories. I've got one more and then we're going to call it quits for the night. So this one was another event. It was not a sporting event. It's an annual event that happens. I had met this girl on Tinder. She's the one exception to this rule. I had not known this girl very long. We went on a few dates. When we were chatting on Tinder, her whole thing was like, let's have fun. Let's make sure there's an attraction. I don't know what I want. She was giving me all the signs of one in a hookup. She initiated the conversations with me, which is quite rare for me on Tinder. And we decided to, to meet up one day and we went for lunch. We had very good conversation and had a good lunch. I felt like everything went well. We ended the date, made out a little bit in the parking lot. And I said, hey, like we, we should get together, exchanged numbers, made some plans. And then this event comes and I said, hey, you should come out to this. And she's kind of flaky on it. Now, granted, she has kids. So I get that. This could be legit. This is something This is something that maybe is a, is a flaw of mine. Like I said earlier, I don't like being second choice. But sometimes I could use that as actual legitimate reasons why people can't do this. So listen, I play a lot of sports. I'm not available a lot of nights. So this is part of the reason I don't date is because I don't feel like I would give the time that's needed to devote in a relationship. And I feel like maybe she's the same way. So I'm trying to get her and we had been trying to meet up and I had a lot of shit going on. She clearly had a lot of shit going on to the point where we had this event. And I said to myself, I said, if she doesn't come out to this, I've tried a few times. I'm like, I'm just, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it be. So I invite her, I invite her, I invite her. She never comes. Now there's another girl who I've known for a very long time who I said, listen, you're a ton of fun. We should go out to this event. And her and I had kind of been seeing each other for a little bit. And she was like, ah, I would love to. I just can't. I got too much stuff going on. And I'm like, all right, fuck, 0 for 2. Now I'm texting these girls the entire time I'm at this event. And all of a sudden I'm going up to get a drink. And one of the volunteers grabs my arm and I turn over and there's a girl who I've known for a very long time. She grabs my arm. She's like, hey, hot sauce, how's it going? So I sit and I chat with her. And clearly these other two girls are kind of out of the picture. And I'm there with a fairly large group. I'm there with about eight people. And my one buddy, he's got a girl there that doesn't live in the same city, but she just happened to be there. And so they kind of, they went home together. So now it's kind of like, all right, well, I am going to decide to go with this girl. Now at that exact moment, I start getting text messages from another female friend of mine saying, Hey, hot sauce, come to this karaoke bar. There's this girl I want you to meet. And all of a sudden I get a Tinder match and it's her. And she's like, come out, let's party. But at this point I had already texted this girl behind the bar. So she is driving me to this bar. And I was kind of I was kind of an asshole this night because I didn't talk to a very good friend of mine and her potential Tinder date at all when I got to this bar. 
I feel bad for that a little bit, but you know what? They have fun. They were fine without me. And then this girl and I, we start making out in this booth and it's something I don't do very often. As I said earlier, I hate PDA, but for some reason, you know, the fact that these two girls, nothing happened previously, all of a sudden I'm with her and I'm like, all right, this, this is pretty good. Now I've always liked this girl, but I was kind of surprised that she had this thing for me. So we end up going back to her place and we had to decide where we're going. Now, this is something I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say something. Has anyone ever negotiated going back to someone's place? Now my place, it's, it's a fucking disaster. I need to, I need to clean it up. It's not respectful to bring a girl back here, but she said the same thing to me. She's like, I have kids. It's a fucking mess. And I said, all right, I tell you what, I'm going to make you pancakes in the morning if we go back to your place. And she's like, I'm fucking holding you to that. So we end up going back to her place. And like, as soon as we get in the door, we're immediately fucking. And I don't know how old she is. She's definitely, I would say early forties. And this is kind of the comment I made earlier. In terms of attractiveness, not as good looking as say the late 20, early 20 girls that I had been talking to the night before, but holy fuck, did she know her way around a dick? I'll tell you that much. One of the best blowjobs I've ever received in my life by a fucking landslide. I just, now this is something I've had problems with in the past. Sometimes I feel, I looked it up. I don't know if I have this or not, but there's a symptom or thing called delayed ejaculation. Pretty sure I have that where like I can fuck for like an hour and I'll never get off or I can get like a blow job or a hand job for like an hour and never get off. So the night we went back together, this was the case. And then the next morning we wake up and I fucking love morning sex. Morning sex is probably my favorite thing. You know, I start and, and, and I get very, I get very handsy when this happens. So her and I start like making out and then I pull her on top of me and she starts kissing all the way down my body starts kissing my chest, starts kissing my stomach. I'm like, all right, well now, now you're getting close to the to the magic stick. And it was one of the best 12 minutes of my life. It was unfucking believable. And she had told me that she hadn't had sex in a very long time. But even still. All that experience, I don't know how many people she's been with. Maybe she hadn't been with that many, but holy fuck. That session that I had with her was, it was, it was an A minus on the scale. You know, I don't know how many A minuses I've had in my life, but it's been, it's, it's been a little while since I've had that type of quality. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, fuck me. How does somebody suck dick so well? And so that ended up happening. We kind of go our separate ways. Now, I've told a story about six different women. So in, this, in these stories, there's been six different women. I maybe talk with two of them still. Now, this is something that I kind of wrestle with because I like all of them. I consider all of them friends, 
But now we've gotten to this awkward scenario where we've hooked up and, you know, anyone who ever listened to my podcast kind of knows, you know, I'm not really looking for anything long-term. So I kind of don't really push it. And I think that can get awkward for other people because I've also have been guilty of developing feelings for certain, certain females where maybe I do want a little bit more, but I feel like I offer zero security in that regard. And now, and, and now with most of these people, I either a don't talk to them or when I see them out in public or I see them because we run in some of the same circles, it's awkward as fuck. So in closing, this 2019 has been a very, very interesting year. I thought at one point when I started this podcast, I was like, all right, after 150 episodes, I'm going to run out of ideas from all my past. But now the way things are going, even though I said I'm going to stop hooking up with random women or stop hooking up for one night stands, I'm getting myself in these situations and it's like even more and more fucked up. So if you got some advice for me, feel free to drop it on the Facebook page. Hit me up on Instagram. New episodes coming out every Sunday. I've been dropping the ball a little bit on that lately. But major, major shout out to uh, Churchill Beer and G-Dub for, for the sponsorship. Peace out.